0: you're listening to a catholic bible study podcast this podcast is produced by the Augustine institute an apostolate helping catholics understand live and
1: share their faith
0: hello and welcome to form now i am taylor kemp the form platform manager here at the Augustine institute and with me today is dr michael barber who is a professor here at the Institute graduate school for sacred scripture Um, I just want to take a quick second to thank, um, from the bottom of our hearts, the Mission Circle members. Um, Mission Circle is our small monthly giving society that enables us to do all of these shows, to have our graduate school, and it just helps us do so much. So I just wanted to say thank you for all of those who do contribute to the Mission Circle and for those who have never heard of it or are not contributing, if you would just consider... consider looking into it as, as a way that you can give back to us so that we can keep making these shows and keep, keep doing so much work and hopefully uh, be an instrument of God in this world today. So thank you again. Um, well, today, everybody, we are starting um, a five-part series on the Luminous Mysteries of the Rosary, um, specifically in relation to scripture. Uh, the Luminous Mysteries were presented by St. John Paul II to the church in 2002 um, in, a, in a document that you can very easily look up um, and the luminous mysteries are they're beautiful mysteries. They take you from uh, they're, they're through the public ministry of Jesus, from the baptism all the way to the Last Supper. Um, and And they really are just they're wonderful mysteries, they're mysteries of light. And so today we're going to jump into the baptism of the Lord, uh, the the first mystery. Uh, Michael, where I, where I wanted to start, um, and maybe we can take a look at the text, but the first question that I wanted to start with as someone who was a convert, and I'm coming into the faith at 25, and I remember learning about baptism. And the first thing you learn about baptism is that it takes away sin. Hmm. And then (laughs) close behind or close before that is you learn that Jesus was without sin. And I remember, as so many have before, well, then why was Jesus baptized? And I think it, this is just a wonderful place to start that Jesus' public ministry started with baptism. Um, so I, I wanted to begin there because that was the first question I ever had.
1: Right. now, that's a fantastic question. And I think it's really important for us to actually talk about the biblical bases mm-hmm. for these mysteries. I'm so glad. I'm so grateful that you're doing this and that people are tuning in to watch it. Because, you know, for a lot of people, the rosary is is something that's difficult to mm-hmm. pray. Uh, you know, people often get distracted while they're Mm -hmm. praying the rosary. And I think the major reason for that is we don't actually know the mysteries of the rosary well enough to think about them for 10 Hail Marys, Uh right? (laughs) And so... um, for a lot of people, the rosary becomes almost uh, just mechanical, where you're saying the words of the Hail Mary, but you almost check out. And Paul VI, in his uh, letter on the rosary, said that if you do that, and John Paul II actually quotes this mm-hmm. in his letter on the rosary, he says that um, praying the, the, the rosary without meditating on scripture is like a body without a soul. Mm. So the, the, the rosary without meditation is like a corpse, Yeah. right? That's yeah. what a body without a soul is. So if you really want your, your prayer life to come alive, mm-hmm. you need to know the mysteries of scripture. Mm-hmm. And so when I teach my kids how to pray the mysteries, I actually teach them the same way I teach my classes. Mm-hmm. I have a keynote presentation. Yeah. So when we prayed the rosary at home, oh, I'd say about once a week, yeah. Yeah. I put up keynote slides mm-hmm. on my TV and show them pictures, sacred heart, uh, art of the, of the various mysteries, and I ask them each to ask me a question about the picture. Mm. And then by doing that, you know, so before we start this mystery, ask me a question about the... So by doing that, I invite them yeah. to ask and to seek, you know, to know mm-hmm. these mysteries better. And then it gives you something to think about yeah. for 10 Hail Mary. So just what you highlighted right now, this this puzzle, right? Mm-hmm. Why is it that Jesus, of all people, is going to be baptized. We celebrate Mm -hmm. the baptism of the Lord. Wait, if there's one person who doesn't need to be baptized, it would seem to be the Lord, Mm -hmm. right? So what's going on here? What's really important is that Jesus is identifying with the sinners. Jesus is going out to be with sinners. Mm -hmm. And I I think that is such a powerful lesson. And it's something that we see Jesus do throughout the gospels, especially in the Gospel of Luke, where Jesus is, Jesus' ministry is especially characterized by mercy. So we see him, for example, go to Zacchaeus, Mm -hmm. the tax collector, and he basically invites himself over to Zacchaeus' house. Mm -hmm. So anyway, yes, so Jesus is there with the sinners. Yep, I remember, uh, and this was, there's two things, I
0: remember being taught about this here through the graduate school. And I remember, I can't remember the exact painting, but it, there was a the it was an image of Jesus' baptism and there was like a tomb or a mm. casket mm. under. And that um, I remember being taught that for the Jews and the ancient world in particular, that water was a symbol of death. Mm-hmm. Growing up now, I just think of it more as a symbol of life, mm. which it of course is in the baptism. It can be that
1: too. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: but re- that it was a symbol of death and that Jesus sure. entering into the waters was, you're saying entering into the place, taking the place of sinners and, and sin. And, the consequence of sin is death and that he
1: went into that place. Right. So the punishment for sin is, of course, the flood. If you're an ancient (laughs) Jew, you know the story of Noah. Mm -hmm. And then you also know that in the book of Daniel, uh, we have an announcement that uh, there is going to be a period of great tribulation, of great suffering. And we read there that there will be. Uh, a period of suffering, and it's associated with a, with a flood language. Mm. It will destroy the city, the sanctuary, it's com- and will come with a flood, Daniel 9, mm-hmm. 26. So, yeah, floods are something you generally want to avoid, mm-hmm. right, in, in, in the ancient world, and, and pretty much today, All, too, always. right? So, yeah, by entering into the waters, Jesus is pointing forward to his death. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Elsewhere in the gospels, Jesus speaks of his death in terms Mm -hmm. of a baptism. He tells James and John, they come and they ask him, can we sit one at your right, one at your left, when you come into your kingdom? It's a rich story. We could say so much about it. Mm -hmm. Watch the Bible study on Matthew. I do with Dr. Gray. But there, Jesus says to them, can you be baptized with the same baptism that I must be baptized with? Mm -hmm. So there we have a clear image of baptism as as a death.
0: Something on that that... um... You know, because it's interesting that this started his public ministry. That's know, right? right. He's This wasn't his first days on earth. This, a long time had passed, but something obviously changes here. Sure. Um, and it makes me think of, this is from John Paul II's letter on the rosary. Um, and he says, here as Christ descends into the waters, the innocent one who became sin for our sake, the heavens open wide and the voice of the father declares him the beloved son. While the spirit descends on him to invest him with the mission which he is to carry out. So I, I find that very interesting that the baptism, it's like a launching pad into mm-hmm. his mission. That's right. So it begs the question though, so what ha- what happens at the baptism? So he identifies with sinners, but w- is there something else that kind of launches him into this mission?
1: Sure, well, we can say a lot about this. It's a very rich scene. One thing that we want to highlight is that Jesus in the water um, is, Well, when Jesus is in the water, three things happen, right? We have a voice from heaven. Mm -hmm. We have the heavens open and we have the spirit come down and descend on him. Actually, I did it in the wrong order, right? First, you have the heavens open, then the dove comes down, Mm -hmm. the spirit in in the form of a dove, and then we have a voice. This is my beloved son Mm and Luke, it says, in whom I'm well pleased, Okay, so let's break those three things down. Mm-hmm. Each of those three things is really important. First, heaven is opened, mm-hmm. right? And if baptism is, a, is meant to point forward to Jesus' death, mm-hmm. then what happens at Jesus' death? Well, heaven is open. Mm-hmm. We see that in a certain sense when the, the veil of the temple right. is torn open. Um, many people see their, you know, the idea of access to God's presence mm-hmm. as a result of Jesus' death. So the baptism is actually interesting. The word in Mark's gospel for the heavens being open, actually it's, it's torn. Mm-hmm. It's the same word. The word is schizo. It's mm-hmm. what we get the word schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. Schizophrenic is like you have a, a, a rip in your personality, mm-hmm. some, some, some kind of tearing yeah. there. That's the idea that, that heavens are torn open, mm-hmm. right? And so because of Jesus's death, which is foreshadowed in his baptism, we can enter into divine mm-hmm. life. Second thing that happens is the spirit comes on him in the form of a dove. Now, that is, of course, very important because in the Old Testament, when David was made king and when other people are made king, they're anointed, Mm. right? And when the son of David is anointed, Solomon, he's anointed in a river, Mm. right? And so the beginning of the kingdom of the son of David is in a river. Mm -hmm. When David is anointed, the Spirit comes down upon him. Mm-hmm. And we see there that anointing in the Old Testament is typically a, a symbol mm-hmm. of anointing of the Spirit. So in Isaiah 61, uh, the prophet says, uh, The Spirit, I, I, the, the, the Lord is anointing me, the Spirit of the Lord is upon, mm-hmm. uh, is upon me, right? So the idea of anointing and, and being with the Spirit. By, by the way, Catholics, confirmation, mm-hmm. right? Right when you're a teenager, and you're trying so hard to keep oil off of your face. <laughs> Here comes the bishop with more oil, come on. That's so what you want, yeah. All right, well, do we really need more oil? Yeah. Yeah, yes, because oil is a symbol of the spirit, mm-hmm. right? In, in biblical imagery. So we have the idea of the spirit as uh, symbolized by the oil. And so what happens? Jesus' baptism reveals him as the anointed one, mm-hmm. as the Christ, okay? Mm-hmm. The third thing is we have that voice from heaven. This is my beloved son in Luke, in whom I am well pleased." Now, Luke, it's interesting, earlier in Luke's gospel, we heard that language um, at Christmas. Mm-hmm. The shepherds are in the field, mm-hmm. angels come down, and they say, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among all men. No, no, that's not what it says. That's what the Hallmark version says, right? Hallmark cards will say that, but here we read, on earth peace among, men, uh, among those with whom he is pleased. Mm-hmm. So, those who will experience peace are those who seek to do God's will. Mm. Not all people are going to find peace. So, it's going to be the people with whom he's pleased. Well, we might be left after we read that story wondering, well, what does it look like to be a kind of person that would please God? Jesus is that. Right. right? So, Luke is showing us that in his baptism, mm -hmm. Jesus is the divine son and he shows us what it means to be please, yeah. to be pleasing to the Father. And so Jesus' baptism becomes a model yep. for ours.
0: I remember reading in um, Fulton Sheen's Life of Christ. Yeah. And I remember there's a particular line where he says, he, he asked the question, well, why must a Christian be baptized? And he, he kind of filters through all the theological kind of reasoning. And he Good. just says, yeah. well, that is where Christ identified with us. And Mm -hmm. that is where we must then go identify with him. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then it is from that place that you receive a mission. Mm -hmm. Because now as a baptized Christian, as priest, prophet, and king, you now have a mission. You are now anointed to go. Um, And you are now living in a place where the heavens have been ripped open. The Mm -hmm. veil has been torn down, the clouds have parted, and you are no longer alienated from God. Mm -hmm. And then this is how you can go be sent out. There was, um, it was just this past week uh, we had some friends over to the house, um, and one of them was a um, not a Catholic Christian. But he was a Protestant Christian, and uh, but they didn't do uh, infant baptism in particular. But baptism was very much a public profession mm-hmm. of one's faith, but mm-hmm. obvi- not a sacramental understanding of it. And he was kind of asking the question, "Well, you know, if it's just a show, why you don't have to do it? It's a nice thing to do. You should do it, but you don't have to do it." And all I kept thinking was this very thing that. It's all about Christ. That is where he went. That is where we must go. And it is from that place that the heavens are opened. We hear the voice of the father, we
1: receive the spirit and then we are sent. Right. And And it's it's real. Right. The reason we are sent is because what happens to Jesus in his baptism happens to us. Mm -hmm. Jesus's baptism reveals to us what happens Mm -hmm. at ours. So it's invisible, we can't see it. So Jesus makes it visible for us. And so Mm. what happens at our baptism? One, the heavens are open, we have access to the Father. Two, Mm. we receive the Spirit. In our baptism, the same Holy Spirit that came down on Jesus Mm -hmm. comes down on us. Now, Mm -hmm. we can't see it again, but it's visible in Jesus' baptism. Three, the voice from heaven. Mm. This is my beloved Son. Mm -hmm. In our baptism, we are united to Christ And so we become sons and daughters Mm -hmm. in him. We Mm -hmm. share in his sonship with the father, Mm -hmm. right? So we are therefore transformed and enabled to go out. So I'm thinking about people are praying the
0: rosary and Mm -hmm. and they're seeking to grow closer to God through these meditations. right? What are some things, so now now that there's a a deeper understanding of the baptism, what it meant for Christ, but also what it means for us, what are, do you have any advice or ideas on, on what are some really great things for us to reflect on uh, during the rosary
1: for all of what we just said in relation to our own life? Right. I I would just say the best thing to do to pray the rosary is to actually have your Bible open Mm -hmm. when you're praying the rosary. You can get these little scriptural rosaries. Those Mm -hmm. are fantastic. But to actually see text while you're saying the Hail Mary so that maybe your eye will land on some idea. And if you don't have your Bible in front of you, then just try to remember Mm -hmm. key elements of the story and then just ask yourself, why is this important? Mm -hmm. And allow God to speak to you. So what a lot of people do is they, they don't actually meditate on the mystery. They meditate on their intention. Mm. All right, God, this is what I want yeah. you to do for me in this rosary. Just, and then just think. Okay, Jesus is yeah. baptized, the heavens were open. God, please open the heavens for me. Okay, nice. But what we really want to do is penetrate more deeply into our understanding of the mystery. So what I would say is just spend those 10 Hail Marys reflecting on one simple idea. Mm-hmm. And of course... Begin by asking God to bless that time because Mm. it's not like you're gonna make the rosary powerful, all right? God's gonna do it. So ask him to speak to you through these mysteries and and, and maybe just stop and say, the baptism of the Lord. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Maybe it's the dove. All right, well, why why Mm -hmm. would that dove be significant? Start going through your mind. You might think of Noah's flood and then that might trigger this conversation Mm -hmm. we had about flood and death, but Mm -hmm. also flood and new life, Mm -hmm. right? Because new life comes out of the flood. Mm All right. Well, how does that apply to me? In what area in my life do I need to be renewed? Mm-hmm. Right. Lord, help me yeah. with that. So, but just staying close to the mystery itself mm-hmm. is going to help us be very fruitful. In our yeah.
0: Life. I, so I remember learning about this, and well, when I was coming into the church, like mm-hmm. the, I had almost, I had not read the Bible mm-hmm. at all, and so I, I didn't have even really an understanding of what these meant, but. I had gotten for confirmation, someone it got me a Bible. It was a very nice Bible. Had my name printed on it, and uh, in the middle of it, they had the rosary in the Bible uh, mm. with images, and it was so great. It's what like what you're talked about doing with so your kids, great. yeah. And I didn't know the story, but it was just so helpful. Yes, to just look at the pictures because just, there's just at pictures so pictures very much helpful. that is so good. Um, yep. And then yeah, and then coming here and just learning so much through through the graduate school and the classes and it just grows so much. And my, my love of the, the rosary has grown, thanks be to God. Um, it's just, it's been so, God has blessed me in so many ways in through the rosary. Um, and I just, yeah, I find myself reflecting once you understand them, okay, I am a beloved son of God. Right. Am I living that way? Am I open to the spirit in my life? Am I living a life on mission? Mm-hmm. Christ goes on mission here. Like he was hanging out at home, doing a lot of stuff, but. He goes on mission and it's like, that's me. Mm -hmm. Am I going out on mission? Am I living a life detached from sin for freedom Mm -hmm. and and choosing to live? And then also from that place, you receive the grace to Mm -hmm. go into the desert and Mm -hmm. be tempted and to uh, withstand those those various assaults in, in the spiritual realm. And it's just, I love the Luminous Mysteries um, I you know, I wasn't around when they were first brought in, so I came into the church and opened them with well, open arms, but they're just such beautiful they are. They really are. Yeah, I mean, John Paul II says they're, they're mysteries of light. Mm-hmm. and I've, I've just always found that true and they're really beautiful. So we
1: are almost out of time. Do you have any closing parting thoughts? Uh, I would just say one of my favorite things about this mystery is that uh, after this mystery, Jesus then goes out and he's tempted. Mm-hmm. And so we face temptations not just before baptism but after it, and Jesus gives us a model for how to overcome them.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, So thank you, everybody. Like we said, this was the first episode of a five-part series on the luminous mysteries. This was on the baptism of the Lord. Thank you, Dr. Barber, uh, for being with us here today. Uh, Have a wonderful day. We pray that the the rosary, uh, that God blesses you through the rosary and that our, our love and devotion to the rosary increases. Thank you so much, and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to the Catholic Bible Podcast. We appreciate your continued support. We will be transitioning to a monthly release schedule, allowing us to explore the teachings of the Catholic Bible in greater depth. We value your dedication to our podcast. Stay tuned for our upcoming monthly episodes.